And welcome back everyone to the Reflux Blue Show. I'm your host Donovan Beery and we are recording from How Design Live here in Nashville, Tennessee. I, b- I believe that's where we're at. I, I think so. I'm going to take your word for it. And we're at the, at the Opryland Hotel in, in the Washington A Room or something like that. But they, they I got to thank Hal for setting us up with this with wonderful room. As far as sound goes, this might be the best room I've ever gotten sound-wise. It it's great. It's very dead. It's what you want. Yes, yes. Usually it's, you know, in a conference center, they're all cavernous rooms. Mm-hmm. They're all cavernous or they're or they're right next to uh, someone installing things, you know, some <laughs> right. work crew. Don't mind the drilling. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, but this one, this is, this is, this is the best sound. I knew the minute I stepped in here, I was like, ooh, this is nice. They get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we have with us Jen Letter Letter Letterer. You got Letterer. it, Jen Letterer. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot to ask first. How to how to say it? Yeah, I should, I always you nailed before. it. Okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. And Jen, you're speaking. You're speaking today. Now this, I mean, in this case, a couple of weeks ago. Who knows? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, we're time traveling. Yeah, and and you said you just got back from New Orleans. You. Mm-hmm. I was there for a comedy festival. Okay. I should say, Jen, you are you are a comedian. Yep. Okay. And keynote speaker. And keynote speaker. Okay. Yeah. So I'm keynoting slash workshopping here. Okay. And what's what what is the uh, what is the presentation that you're doing here? Teaching is... people how to talk about themselves and sound human when they do it. Oh. <laughs> well, that's handy. Yeah, especially at a conference, people tend to appreciate what I teach them. And, you know, in a conference like this where everyone's in design, you know, when you're out in the world, you can maybe give one sentence and people are like, oh, okay, that's maybe interesting or maybe I don't understand it or whatever. But when you're in a place where everybody already has the first same sentences, it's like, okay, so what else? (laughs) How are you going to differentiate yourself here? How are you connecting with people it's also interesting when you're in a room with people who understand the industry jargon. Sometimes that's helpful, and sometimes it's like, okay, so let's just talk like regular people then, because you don't need to explain the nuances of what it is you do. I get it. You know, let's just connect. Well, that's nice that they hooked you up with day one then. So people can actually, because you have one of the talks where a lot of these talks, you know, you go back to the office, you might start implementing things, but this is one where, where it's actually probably most helpful when you're here. Correct. And I, I hope it's helpful when you leave here, though, because I'm pretty sure you're going to keep talking to people throughout okay. your life. Well, then how do you introduce yourself? Like, how do you talk about yourself? Did you did you workshop this, too? Is this part of your talk? Or? Oh, yeah. I do, a, I do a pitch in my workshop, and it's new every time I do it. I don't have a written pitch. That's my first piece of advice is... Please don't memorize a script about yourself because people will feel that, you know, they'll feel that you've gone into robot mode and now you're just doing the thing that this one person told you would be the perfect formula for talking to people. And I I can see people leave their body (laughs) when that starts to happen, both the person talking and the person listening. No one's present in the conversation. So after I workshop what I do, I'm not supposed to write it down on a card and pull it out and just read it verbatim. That's the idea, yes. That is that is the idea. So I ultimately I help people learn how to look at themselves and their business and the value that they bring to their role from as many different angles as possible, because as a comedian, that's the muscle that I have really strengthened 
the job of a comedian is to find the funniest angle. Sometimes it's not even our opinion, right? It's just the funniest opinion. So that's the one that we're going to say on stage. For normal humans that aren't comedians, the angle that you're looking for is the one that's going to connect. The one that's going to connect you to the person or the people that you're talking to. And so very similar to comedy, I have several different stories ready to go based on any room that I'm in that I know is going to land funniest for people and also ultimately connect them to me. So that's a lot of what I teach people to do is how to have kind of a toolbox ready to go of stories that are going to connect you to people and highlight your differentiating points of view. Again, we're at a conference with everyone's a designer. Okay, great. So what is your perspective that makes you interesting, that makes you the person in your company that people really trust your expertise and your vision? It's not just because you understand design. It has to be more than that. And there has to be stories that one of one of the points that I give people is Stop trying to be the most interesting person in the room. You want to be the person who's interested, right? Interested in what you do, interested in helping, interested in the trainings that you've done in, in your work. Because if someone asked you, what's your favorite food? What's the favorite city you've been to? What's your favorite movie? You don't actually care if at the end of that conversation, I agree that that is the best movie or city or food. You're just lit up talking about this thing that lights you up. And that is where people connect is when they see you light up. No, see, I think I think I think that's wrong. I think it's Hot Tub Time Machine is the greatest uh-huh. movie of all time. And uh-huh. if they don't agree, I don't understand it. That's fair. You know, it's important to have a line and boundaries in your life. And so that's yeah. absolutely fair. So that's interesting. My favorite movie is Liar Liar. Oh, the Jim Carrey one. Yeah, and I wish, like, I've been in the entertainment industry my whole life one way or another. And because of that, I feel that I should have a better movie. (laughs) (laughs) A more impressive movie to tell people that, like, changed my life or whatever. But And my other favorite movie is The Mask. Jim Carrey really, like, planted a, a seed in me early on in my life. And his physical comedy, his facial expressions, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Adults can act like this yeah. and get paid very well for doing it. So yeah, those are those are my two favorite. You know, if either of those come on TV, I'm, I'm probably watching it for a good chunk of time. Yeah. So I've seen, I've seen both of those more times than I probably like to admit. Yeah, I mean, admit it. You know, yeah. celebrate it. I can walk like the mask. I can do everything. I memorized that that movie front to back, physically and, you know, the words. Well, that explains <laughs> the wonderful yellow blazer, too. <laughs> yes. I mean, you, 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 you're you living it. I love it. <laughs> Fully embodied. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. Now, now, Jen, is this the first... You, you, have you done creative conferences before, or is this... This is my first How Design event, but I've done I've done different creative and corporate conferences. I, I enjoy the creatives because they're already halfway there with what I'm trying to get them to understand with, like, being human and understanding that you are creative. But I really enjoy tech, finance, PhDs, oh. th- those people who, who are, like so convinced that they can't tell a story that they don't know how to connect they're just throwing jargon from their resume at everybody and you know disembodied i love working with those people because at the beginning 
they say, Jen, you're not going to get me to talk. I'm not going to be interesting. I don't have stories. And by the end, I can't get them to shut up. (laughs) They're completely clicked in. They're like, I remember how to be human. That's fun. So, yeah, it is. I I love uncracking their code. Okay. Well, we're going to be right back with, with Jen. So when when people leave one of these conferences, and how many of these do you do? Like like because I mean you're also doing comedy festivals and stuff. You said you're in New Orleans for the last forty eight hours, mm-hmm. like a whirlwind jet setter you are. <laughs> yes, I do as many as they will book me on, Donovan. Okay, well where do people go to book you? <laughs> JenLetterer.com. Okay, that's where you want to go because she's great. Jen's great. That's right. I haven't even seen your talk yet, but I'm sure it's amazing. You're nailing it. You know, yeah. it's like just. Tell everyone I'm great. Come see it. I am great. And then you'll be like, see, I was right. And it's really just about you being right. That is correct. And, and she might even do a Jim Carrey facial expression like during the during the bit. You never know. You never yeah. know. You never know. Maybe I have a mask. Maybe I have a dog. Oh. Maybe the dog wears the mask. You don't know. You got to come see. Yeah, that's what makes it fun. Mm-hmm. And then you're actually on, 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 on a, in this conference, you're doing one other, looks like you're just doing a comedy bit here. Well, that was supposed to be yesterday, but the flights did not allow. Oh, okay. Yeah, didn't allow for that. Sorry about that. And yesterday okay. was the 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 how women uh, women who lead. Conference. Yes, it's, women it's empowerment. Day, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and they did a one day thing, and I did talk to some people who went, and they said it was great. Yeah, I, the people that I know that went to it loved it, and one one joke that I have about women empowerment events is men also have empowerment events. They're called meetings. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's very interesting yeah, to me. I try that, to get out of those, though. Yes. Well, I try to get out of the empowerment events. Okay. <laughs> Although I did hear that yesterday's was actually good. But, the okay. you know, it's it's interesting to me that women have to gather and think about ways to be empowered. And men, there's just like an innateness to their empowerment. They don't have to go cultivate it. They just have it. And so for me, that's what I want women to understand is you can just go ahead and claim it. Empowerment comes from inside. Oh, well, I was told the only thing missing from yesterday's event was about 15 minutes of comedy. You know, there was a hole. There was a void. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I left people hanging. But it's important to leave people wanting more. So sometimes, you know, you get booked and then you don't show up and it's like, ooh, so elusive. Where is she? Oh, way to sell it. Mm-hmm. It's a good spin. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So what do you want people to take away from your, from from seeing you at, at an event? What's well, the formula that, that you've got going on here? The formula is based on a comedian's tight five. So when a comic gets on stage, I'm going to get on stage tonight at Zany's, and I have five minutes. Oh, you've double booked? Yes, I'm fitting in as much as I can in every city that I go to. And, you know, this this crowd does not know me. The club does not know me yet. So I have five minutes to really help them understand my point of view as a comedian. And that's exactly what you have when you're talking to people at a conference, when you're on a podcast, when you're on a panel, you have a set amount of time to try and get people to want to know more, right? That The thing is, you don't want to throw your entire story and, and try and tell them every single thing about you so that they get everything about, it's like, no, no, just give them enough that they understand what they would get if they go follow you online or work with you or whatever. So in a comedian's tight five, there's usually three topics that we 
try to fit into those five minutes to give you an idea of the things that we like to talk about. So the three topics that any regular human with a career wants to think about is how do you do what you do? Why do you do what you do? And what's next in what you do? And earlier we were talking about having just a toolbox of stories. So if you think about, okay, how do I do what I do? If you sit down and try and answer that question, you are going to meditate with a clear mind like you've never done before. No idea is going to come. You're going to sit there and be like, I don't know how I do what I do. So expect these stories and answers to come to you when you're in the shower, when you're washing dishes, anytime your hands are not free, usually very wet, you can't write things down. Uh, when you're on a walk, like the, the stories that are going to come to you are going to come when you're tr not trying to think about it. Always have your voice memos ready. Always have a notes app ready of some kind to jot down the ideas when they come because they're going to come in very inconvenient times. Same thing with why you do what you do. These do not have to be like massively impressive, world changing ideas. It's things that are true to you and things that are going to connect to the person that you're talking to. Um, I, was, I was giving this piece of advice to somebody who was working in cybersecurity and I said, all right, why do you do what you do? And he said, for the money. And I was like, all right, that's a very honest answer. That is honest. <laughs> it's very honest. It's honest. But now let's think of the thing that's gonna connect you to the person that you're trying to get business from. They're like, yeah, I get it, buddy. You're I want your money. I want your money. It's like, okay, but what if why you're doing it is because you want people to be safe online? You want their data to be safe. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's that is why I do it. It's like, okay, so you know, let yourself have the bad ideas, the really honest, but maybe, maybe not the things that you want to lead with. <laughs> But also, the room loved that answer. They oh, yeah. all connected with him at that answer. <laughs> what type of conference was this at? This was at the Women Impacting Public Policy okay. in Washington, D.C. And so it was everyone in suits. You know, there was no color in the room. Everyone was in yeah. gray and beige and black. And then there was me, obviously, in color. And, um, and they could relate to the money. They, they could, could relate there. to the money okay. and they could relate to the, how do I make an impact? Money makes the impact, right? It's like, okay, okay, let's try and just like drop down in the layers a little bit. So how do you do what you do? Why do you do what you do? And then what's next is often where people get caught up because we don't spend time thinking about that. We're so in the now, which meditation wise, that's great. But think about the bigger picture for your company, if you're an entrepreneur or your role within a company, because oftentimes we do not take time to actually think about that. And it's a really, first of all, exciting conversation going back to what lights you up. People want to know that about yourself. Great. Everything that you've done up to now, but like, what's the future of Jen? And in my experience, that's what got me into comedy because I was doing motivational speaking and the feedback was always, oh, your funny stuff is amazing. Your funny stuff is where I clicked in. So I started saying when people said, what's next for Jen? I would say, oh, I think I'm going to get into comedy. I think I'm going to get into comedy. This is the one form of entertainment that I swore up and down I would never ever do. I was like, I'm masochistic enough to get into point shoes when I was younger, sure. but I'm not doing stand-up comedy. 
Well, doth protest. I should have known that is for sure where I was headed. That is what happens. That happens in design, too. G- yeah, You're okay. like, I'm not going to do that that aspect of design, and then next thing you know... Next thing you know. You're, you're doing nothing but, like, web development. Right. So, you know, talking about where you're headed will oftentimes plant the seeds for you to go ahead and go in that direction. Or when you say it out loud, there's someone in the room who's like, oh, I have a connection for you to, to do that. That's how I'm on a show tonight. In New Orleans, I was mentioning, oh, I'm headed to Nashville next. And one of the comedians that was on the lineup is from Nashville. And she gave me the hookup to this club. Like it, just being in the habit of talking about where you're headed, either physically, literally right. on a plane next or conceptually where you'd like to go. It's a great muscle to have. Well, we're going to be right back with Jen. So, so what is it that, how long have you been directly, uh, like, have you focused on just saying you're a comedian then? Because you said, you know, you, you, you were doing talks and stuff. When was it that, like, how long ago was that when you're like, this is what I'm, I am going to actually do? February 2018. Okay. And then, and then every club shut down. Correct. And thankfully, because I've been an entrepreneur and I had kind of my own following, I was able to start by producing my own shows, which is very kind of out of the ordinary for a lot of comedians. They start with open mics and I eventually worked my way into open mics because I I respect the process, right? And I respect the earning of the stripes and all of that. But my first set was in a room of 40 people that I filled and I did 20 minutes. And that set was still very funny, but it was more funny storytelling, whereas now I can see the evolution of just very sharp, fast jokes because I learned the craft of comedy. Um, So I definitely see my evolution. But I will... Do we have time for me to... Oh, yeah. Okay, so here's... Love to hear it. Love to hear it. The moment that I knew it was time to start comedy. I hate that this is my origin story. Let me just start with that. I was at an intuitive painting class. Okay. <laughs> and I'd never done that. And I've Your never... painting was that good. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And I've never done it again since because it changed my life. I was like, <laughs> we can't afford to do this very often. <laughs> but the, the word they gave us was curiosity. That's the only directive they gave. And I started painting. I did not know what I was painting. And it ended up being this like... The best way I can explain it is like an owl that just came back from an ayahuasca trip of some kind, like just very out of, you know, left field kind of owl. And I signed the bottom of it with my J initial and heard start comedy now. It was a very clear voice from above, whatever you believe, start comedy now. And I looked behind me and there was a fake brick wall and I was like, this is actually a perfect room to start comedy. Yeah, what's with the fake brick walls? I know. It's just it's just part of the deal. Okay. I didn't know. <laughs> Comedians love to bang our heads against brick walls. We like to have brick walls around, real or fake. And the woman, I was friends with the woman who was running that space. And it happened to be a co-working, co-living space for inter- international business owners in New York City. And I had been speaking to business owners and I was like, this is kind of the perfect audience for me to start with. And so the next day I pitched them on a residency and they gave me three months and I started doing shows. So February was the painting and March was my first show. 
Oh, so right in. Right into it. I because I knew I know myself enough to not give myself time to procrastinate because then we'll be three years later and I'm still like thinking about the owl that told me what to do. So yeah, I made sure that I didn't give myself time to second guess it and I just just did it. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's been fun. My boyfriend was at the first show and he was like, I think you can actually do this. He's like, I'm going to be honest. I was, I was nervous yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I know it's not, I mean, it's, it's a, it's not a huge industry as far as, as far as the people in it. Like, like, it's, no, it's a pretty small. And I think it's cause it's, it's hard to get in it. Yeah. I mean, now it's a little bit different because, you know, anyone can start a podcast. Anyone can grab a microphone in a lot of different ways and start calling themselves a comedian. But you know, getting passed at clubs, getting invited to different cities for being a comedian, that that still takes the time and effort to be known not only as a comedian, but as a good one that's going to be able to come through and connect with audiences across the spectrum, <laughs> right? Yeah. America has a wide range <laughs> of audiences. Yeah. And it's probably the one, the one art form where the feedback is the most instantaneous. Immediate. <laughs> Immediate. Yeah. And that I think that's why, it, you know, public speaking in general, people say they are more scared of public speaking than of dying. Um, I've heard that, yeah. Yeah. And I think comedy is even above the, the public speaking in, in regards to fear because of that. And the other thing that I've noticed is almost every other art form, the audience comes in already on your side, right? They're like, I'm here to hear you sing or watch you dance or listen to your music, whatever, and they just want to enjoy it. Comedy, they come in arms crossed. You better win me over. You better prove yourself, you know, because also everyone has the thought, I could do that. You know, everyone's been funny at a party. Everyone has funny stories. And so the other kind of difference with the art form of being a comedian is everyone kind of thinks they can do it. And they can't. Right. <laughs> they cannot. You can be funny accidentally. Being funny on purpose every 10 seconds or so in front of an audience who expects you to be funny is just a very different form of pressure. That is, um, I like it because, again, I'm a masochist, so I enjoy, sure. I enjoy that challenge. I find comedy to be very athletic in a lot of ways. I was trained as a dancer. That's what brought me to New York originally. And I see a lot of similarities in training to be a dancer as training to be a comedian, you know, with the repetition, with how you have to keep doing it and doing it. And one little shift as a dancer, one little shift in your body can be the difference between three or four turns. And one little shift in a word where you place the word in a sentence can be the difference in the joke landing or not. And so I really enjoy that athleticism of returning and refining and refining. You can, you can obsess over one sentence and I enjoy that. Oh, that's good. So what's your one sentence of what you do? What, you know, that you went through your workshop. So what, when mm -hmm. you talk about yourself, what, mm -hmm. what do you say? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Cause I don't really, I don't really have it in one sentence, but I, I help people talk about themselves like they're a human. That's a pretty good sentence. Yeah. Connect like you're a human. Just forget that you ever wrote a resume. Forget that you ever cared about your own certifications, <laughs> awards, accolades. Just 
be a human and see how that goes. Well, we're, you know, you're at a design conference. We're all procrastinators. Mm-hmm. No one has their resume done right now. Correct. They're and waiting they, for AI to do it. Well, they're they're waiting until there's a job posting and they're like, oh, I have to write my resume tonight. Right. And then you have to try and remember everything that you've done. <laughs> yeah. Start emailing people like, did I work, that, did I work for you? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not sure what jobs I've had. <laughs> exactly. I've had every job under the sun, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, how's this one rank? How's the, how's the comedian rank compared to the other jobs? It's my most consistent. I mean, I'm in year five of doing it, and that is the longest that I've stayed in any one profession so far in my life. So I'd say it's going pretty well. Well, that's great. Do you have a what's next? Because you say, you know, always talk about what's next, too, or... So my big what's next right now makes <laughs> makes no sense, which is why I love it. Last summer I went to Greece, and so obviously I went to the Acropolis, and the theater there, the amphitheater at the Acropolis is just so incredible. I want to film my special there. Like, oh, wow. when I'm ready yeah, yeah. to film my comedy special, am I Greek? No. Do I have any connection to Greece? No. But <laughs> the theater is incredible. And um, so anytime I meet anybody and they ask me what's next, I say, do you know the booker for the Acropolis Theater? Do they have events there? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's it's phenomenal. It's just so epic. I would I would love to do a show there. Well, I, I look forward to seeing it, so. Where do people go to follow you? Do they just go to your website as well? Or do you have a, a special place that, that you tell people to go if they want to follow follow your work? My special place is everyone else's special place, social media. At Jen Letterer, everywhere across the board. Double N, Jen. L-E-D-E-R-E-R. Well, Jen, thank you very much. I'm sure your talk is going to be wonderful today. And it's going to be the best one, And you know honestly. what? I went, to the, I went to the thing downstairs for breakfast. Mm-hmm. But when I go to tomorrow's breakfast, everyone's going to know how to go. They're going to know how to talk to each other. That's right. Confidently, funny. It's going to be great. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. The Reflex Blue Show with Donovan Murray is hosted at 36point.com. Music by Dust Lab.